let's put our hands together for these children. Our quiver is full of them. We will stand before the enemy today. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Amen. Mark 10, 15 says, Verily I say unto you, Who shall not receive the kingdom of God? as least little children will not enter into it. The Lord will help us. Let's pray for our children. Let's just pray for whether they are here or they are sitting on the other side. Let's ask that the hand of God be mighty upon them. Let's pray for them that these ones won't fall back, they won't draw back. But their fire will continue to burn with greater conflagration. They will be able to speak with the enemy at the gate wherever they find themselves. They won't serve their peers. The hand of God will distinguish them. They will always bring us joy. Mercy will be their portion. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you because you are a glorious Father. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling, you have ordained strength. That today you will steal the avenger in this assembly in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy. We cover these children with the blood of Jesus. And declare that the wasters of life and the thing that waste the life of children will not come near these ones in the name of Jesus Christ. Daddy, we thank you for their lives. Pour a fresh spirit upon them and we bless them this day. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And the saints of God will say, Sit briefly, we are still going to pray. Just sit down. Today is Children's Day. You agree with me? Today also is Pentecost Sunday. Uh -huh. If you look around you and somebody is wearing red, just know it's an old school. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That is why the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. They will tell us why they do that today. Praise the Lord. And um, today also is our family meeting, the annual general meeting. And so we are not in a hurry. If by six we say the grace, it's okay, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> then tomorrow, I don't know, I, I'm not being political, but I want to choose the right word. A new government is coming in place. You agree with me? Beloved, there is no need to worry. The Bible says the lot is cast. The outcome is dependent of God. Nobody's heart should fear, okay? I want to tell you why we will pray for our nation. And I will tell you what we are going to pray very briefly before we do any other thing, okay? If you look at the Psalms, Psalm 32. Psalm 32 verse 8.
If you go back to verse 6, you will see what I'm talking about. Verse 6, 7, and 8. Listen carefully and take this word to your heart. Say, for this shall everyone that is godly do what? Unto thee in a time when you may be found. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, he's here with us. So we can find God here. We have made the first condition. He said, when we pray, he said, surely the floods of great water, please, can you help me with this microphone? He said, surely, certainly, in the floods of great waters, what will happen? Whatever is packed as trouble from tomorrow, it will not come near you. Yeah. I'm not a politician and I will not be. But I have a word from heaven so that you don't fear and you don't worry. He says, the floor, it won't come near you. Whatever it may be, whatever people are afraid of, don't be afraid of it. It shall not come near me. Are you agreeing with me? Verse Seven. Why? God is what? My hiding place. The Lord will preserve me from what? He will compass me along with what? So there's nothing to fear. Let me tell you, there was a place called Goshen in Egypt. The Bible says the lines are falling unto you what? Let a thousand fall at your right hand, ten thousand at your right hand. What will happen? You are... He said, it is only with your eye. So anybody who is afraid knows what he's afraid of. There's no true child of God that should be afraid of anything. Are you hearing me? He says, he will compass you around with sons of deliverance. He said, he will do what? He will instruct you, teach you in the way you will go. He will also do what? Guide. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? That is our confidence in praying. Because whatever the, is coming ahead, the flaws will not come near us. Amen. If you look at the first reading that we read, that's going to be Joel chapter 2 verse 21. It says to you, do what? Yeah, you are that statement is very suspicious. Say it loud and clear. Why will you not fear? Why? He said, O land, oh, be glad and do what? There is it's not a time to panic. It's not a time to fear. Beloved, why? The God will serve, rule the heavens and the earth. He says, for the Lord will do what? He didn't say the government will do great things. So. He didn't say men will do great things for us. He said, for the who? The Lord will do what? He can choose to do it through human beings. But certainly our eye is on the Lord. Hear me loud and clear. He said we will rejoice because the Lord will do what? Great. The Bible said when he turned the captivity of Zion, we are like men that dream. He said he didn't say the Lord had done great things for them. So the Lord is said to do great things for who? If you believe it, let you remember loud and clear. If you don't believe it, shout hallelujah. 
Amen. He said, the Lord will do great things. That's why we're going to hold on to him. I say, Lord, for this land, you will do great. What? Go ahead. I'm not a politician, but go ahead. Say, be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, and the fig tree and the vine will do what? Yield their strength. Be glad, you children of where? Zion is the church. He says, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately. He will cause to come down for you what? Get ready for the blessing. The former rain, the latter rain, in this what? This is the first month of this government. Get ready. Get what? Ready. A God is on the throne. If you look around, everything will cause you to fear. Don't fear. Except you're not a child of God. This scripture led to the end, to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the false prophecy of Pentecost. So get excited. Go ahead, next verse. It said, the floor shall be full of what? And the vat shall do what? With what? There are three blessings here. The wheat, the wine, and what? The oil. Heaven will meet you at every point of need. Amen. The next verse. He says, sorry, we have suffered enough. Is that not enough? Maybe, I, well, he said he will restore to us the years that the locust has eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar. The plumber worm, the great army that God has sent among us. I was reading some things in newspaper. It was full of lamentation. It's like, God have mercy on us. We have wasted some years. But the Lord says he's going to restore. Amen. Let's go ahead. He said, and you shall do what? And be what? And do what? That have done what? And what will happen? Hallelujah. You know, I'm excited for something. This is not the message I have, but I'm excited. Because Christ is seated on the throne. He said, he that sits in the heaven will laugh. God will laugh at them. Anyone who is said to do harm to the church, the Lord will do what? Will laugh at them. I'm not talking to Nigerians, so I'm talking to the church. And this is the authority of the master. The Bible says, forever, O oh Lord, it is. Help me laugh. You are afraid to laugh. <laughs> he said, my people shall never be what? Verse 26. And you shall know that I am Israel. And that I am what? The Lord. There is no one else. So if you are holding another God, can you drop it so this moment? And my people the second time shall never be ashamed. It doesn't matter who is sitting on the throne. Even if, I used to say it as a student, I say, even if Satan decides to mark my paper, he can't fail me. It's not that I will not read or read your book. You see, wisdom God can give you, 
Understanding God can give you, but knowledge, you have to do what? Acquire it. You have to do what? Acquire it. Go and read your books. Hallelujah. You know what? I have one secret. So that you don't come and say, Pastor, they gave me. So that you'll be able to say, I got. <laughs> Go and read the book. The Lord will help you. He said, my people will not be ashamed. God cannot lie. Forever it is settled. So go ahead. And it shall come to pass afterward. The day of Pentecost has come. And thank God so Nigeria is in a prophetic agenda. It's not by mistake that the church is celebrating Pentecost before our inauguration. So get ready. God rules over the affairs of men. I want to encourage you further. Cyrus that turned around Israel was never, was never an Israelite. God can use anybody. But all you need to do is to do what? Hold on to the war. Please, I beg you, don't join them to cause the incoming government. The Bible says, if anyone will see good, he will need to restrain his tongue from speaking evil. We owe them a responsibility to pray for them. The elections are gone. Our duty now is to take charge as children of God and determine their affairs in the place of prayer. Amen? And that's why you need to come on Wednesday and Thursday. We are praying and fasting. It's going to be with communion. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. So let's rise to pray for Nigeria. Say, Lord, as you have spoken, do for us. Look at that verse 21. The Lord had promised to do great things for us. Great things for us. We belong to a kingdom. We belong to the kingdom of God. It says, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. It didn't call anybody. It didn't say the governor will do great things for us. It didn't say the president will do great things for us. He said, he himself is committed to us. He will do great things for us. Can we open our mouth and say, Father, do great things for us in this nation. Open your mouth and say, Father, do great things for this land. Good, do great things for us. Do great things for us. Do great things for us. Pray for this land. You see, if you are praying, the trouble will not come near you. It will come. The floods will come. The trouble sometimes will come, beloved. But God has spoken ahead of it. There's a word that's gone ahead of you. Lord, do great things for us. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Heaven will call you to witness this day that we agree with God and we have called upon you that you will separate us from the trouble of this land. Lord, even as we step into the season of the Pentecost to say that, Lord, you are always a faithful God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jehovah. Let's just celebrate this good God. Let's celebrate it. Beloveds, 
I know what I want to say with responsibility, I'm not given to say. But the Lord spoke to my heart as I was just, he said, I fulfill the promises. The promises came before Pentecost and I fulfilled them. The word I've spoken, I will fulfill again. The word I've spoken, I will fulfill again. Let's just bless his wonderful name. Let's give him praise. The word he has spoken, he will fulfill. He doesn't need a man to be who he is. He doesn't need a man to be who he is. He doesn't need a man to fulfill his prophecies. Lord, we thank you. We are happy that we are your children. Blessed be your holy name, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we welcome you again. Minister life to us. Equip us for the days ahead. And glorify your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the saints will say, I want you to look at the person beside you. Shake with a warm handshake and say your best days have just begun. Beloved, tell the person with boldness, your best days have just begun. Okay, if you don't believe it, just point to me and say, My pastor, your best days have just begun. I receive it and so with you in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Our God is a good God. Today is the birthday of the church. It's called the Pentecost. Sunday. And I'm going to explain a few things to you so that you understand. The greatest challenge of the church Jesus worried about is ignorance. He said to them in the book of Matthew, he said, you err for two reasons. You don't know the power of God. You don't know scriptures. I think it's somewhere Isaiah chapter 5 verse 12. He said, hell is unrestricted because people are ignorant. Go down again, but let's leave it. That's not what I want to preach on. The, the truth of it is that we need to understand a few things. And that is what we will try to do as we begin to look at what happened on Pentecost Day. Pentecost was celebrated because a scripture was being fulfilled. The scripture that was, the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place. The heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended as a sign of clothing tongues upon their head. And there was an announcement by Peter. He said, this day, these men are not drunk. He said, you are seeing before your eyes the fulfillment of scriptures. Beloved, can I tell you something very significant? If there's a promise that God has made to you, he doesn't need your assistance to fulfill it. Are you hearing me? Relax. He made a promise to Abraham and said, I will make you father of many nations. But I don't know where Abraham stumbled on that scripture that you are using every time. Heaven help those 
He said, and that's not my plan. He had to wait 24 extra years. Can I say to you clearly again, whatever God has promised you, without your assistance, he has the ability to do what? Fulfill it. In his new season. He's God all by himself. So he fulfilled that promise. But that promise will not make sense to us if we do not look at the back of the scene of what happened. There was a statement that Jesus said to them. And that's, one, that's the statement I want to examine. He has been with the apostles for three and a half years. But he says something. He had a validity service for them. He's been talking and talking to them about the Holy Spirit. He didn't want them to be confused at all. He wanted them to understand what is in the Father's heart. That their faith will be in God, not in things. So what did he do? I think in Luke, 20, Luke chapter 24 from verse 49 to 50, 51. Let me. I will try because of time. I know we have other things to do. He told them, he said, listen, this was after resurrection. In fact, if you push up to verse 48, you will see what he told them. Verse 48. He told them, he said, you are witnesses of all these things. You saw, my, you, saw my, you saw everything about me. You saw my ministry. You understood it. You are witnesses of all these things. So you saw it. But look at what he said. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But the condition is this. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from where? What did he say they will be endued with? Power from on high. So when he said that to them, let me explain to you. Go ahead. He led them out as fast as they were strolling down to Bethany. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And look at what he says. It came to pass that while he blessed them, he was departed from them and was carried out what? Into heaven. What happened again? And they worshipped him. They returned to Jerusalem with what? Great joy. I wish you understand, but I will push it till later in the week when I'll be teaching. When you understand that Christ is seated, that is where he expects us to operate from. He told them, remember the promise. I have been talking about this promise. I know you want to see me, but that is not it. Again, look at Acts of the Apostles chapter 1. I want to quickly read so that you will see before I begin to talk. Acts of the Apostles chapter 1, please. From verse 1. <laughs> Hold on. Go ahead. This was when the validity service was held on the 40th day after resurrection. So he said, on the day which he was taken to heaven, after that he, through the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, had given commandment to the apostle whom he had chosen. Can we run? Okay. To whom he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proof, being seen of them, how many days? And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Being assembled together, I commanded them that they should, not, they should wait in Jerusalem 
But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. What did they hear of this promise? Until you understand what he said about this promise, you may not know why the promise is a promise. So, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they were therefore come together, they asked him, Baba, ah, this thing is you are talking, how is it going to be? Look at verse 7. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times, the seasons, who is the president or who is not the president, who is in charge or who is not in charge. He says, but, but, you shall do what? You are afraid. But what? He didn't say you should beg for power. He said you receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come. Let's, after that the Holy Ghost is done what? Come upon you. Pause. Why did he tell them to tarry? It's because he didn't want them to struggle with their faith. He didn't want them to struggle with Christianity, as we call it now. He didn't want them to struggle with their work with God. Can I ask you one question? Mr. Alabi, you have a very beautiful car. I'm not trying to. If there is no fuel in that car, you know the car has a spirit. Isn't it's petrol, not spirit? You see, it's petrol, not spirit. Why did they call it spirit? They call it spirit because once you come into the open, it vanishes. It becomes what? Invisible. In fact, it is called motor spirit. It's because they know you won't understand very well. That's why they gave it a commercial name, petrol. It's called what? Motor what? Spirit. If there is no vehicle in your car, okay, if there is no spirit in your car, what will happen? It will not move. Then you talk of anointing, call the anointing. If there is no oil in the engine, what will happen? It will knock. But we want to run our race without the spirit of God, without the anointing of God. Look at how God put it. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. With what? And with what? And, you know, let me explain to you calmly. Please permit me. He told them to wait because he had spoken to them earlier in John's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. Beloved, please, don't delay them so that we can go. We want to go to those of us who are going for... In the last days, that great day of the feast, there was a feast. But the Pentecost have not been fully come. It was, they were celebrating the feast of Pentecost. That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man test, what? Let him come unto me and do what? Free. But look at it. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall do what? Flow. Flow, flow. It's not drop. It will flow what? With living water. But this key of what? Which day that believe on him should do what? Do what? 
I want you, when you want to say receive, do like this. They that will what? Will see. He said, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given. If I didn't give you anything, can you receive? But once it has been given, I cannot do what? Receive. Okay. Because Jesus has not ascended. He has not done what? Ascended. So he told them, tarry. You have heard me speak of this. One, I will come. One of the reasons, and that is why you cannot afford to play with it. Jesus, by personal experience, understood a few things. He understood that his birth, the Holy Ghost was involved. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Let's look at it. Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they even came together, <laughs> he said to him, he said, Madam, what's happening? He said, I'm pregnant. For who? What do you mean? Holy what? He said, Holy Ghost. Holy what? Kilunjebe. He was found to be with a child. With what? Holy Ghost. How many of you will believe that? If your son-in-law brought his wife, his stomach is big, and he said, ah, what's this? He said, mommy, don't worry. Hallelujah. It's the, it's the Holy Ghost. You know the first thing you say, who is your pastor? You will call him and say, let me know who your pastor, who told you that is. God will help us. Well, look at what he said. Verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, Lagos boy, not willing to make a public example, was minded to say, sister, I have a meeting in London. Uh, when I come back, we will see. We have not married though. He was going to just japa and then when the thing is happening, they will begin, ah, but your husband is not uh, there. How did it happen? No. So, he, but why he thought on these things, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, what? My what? My, my. For that which is conceived in her is what? So, you can see the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Then you remember when he went to be baptized. After baptism. The Bible says the dove descended in, I mean, the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove. He didn't say it was a dove. He wanted death to be certainty and to become evident that the Holy Spirit has come upon him. And God bore witness. After that, the Bible says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Holy Spirit came. Lead me. No. Then in Luke 4.14, the Bible says he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. He knew that everything he did was by the Holy Spirit. And he knew that the Holy Spirit that was going to come upon the apostles and you and I is not going to be an inferior one. He wanted them to understand. He said, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. So he knows that without the Holy Spirit, your life is like a desert. 
It's a terrible wilderness. It will remain unfruitful. It will be unproductive. Can I tell you, it will be full of struggle because you need the Holy Spirit. As a believer, you need him. He told them, he said, Tari, this is what you need to do. If it comes to prayer, the Bible says, we don't know how to pray. Romans 8.26. It's the Spirit of God that helps our weakness, our infirmity. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth what? Our infirmity. For we don't know how we ought to pray as we ought to pray. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be what? Uttered. So you are losing all those things if it's not there. So you, the, you can see the importance of the Spirit of God. If you look further again, Jude verse 20, it says, building up yourself in your most holy face, praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude verse 20. But he below, building up yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. So when you understand this, you will understand why he told them to tarry. There was a time he told them about that. They were very, they were very upset. Look at John 16 from verse 6. He said, because I have said these things unto you, you have become angry. You are afraid you are beginning to panic. No, 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 no. You are seeing me is good. But there's a better experience. There's what? A better experience. There's something more, more beautiful, more exciting than my physical present. There's something much more than my physical present. He said to them, go to the next verse. Okay. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is for your own advantage. It is for your own good that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 8. He will not begin to talk. Why? But he had told them earlier in John's Gospel, I think chapter 14 from verse 15. John's Gospel, chapter 14 from verse 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandment, go ahead. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another of me. But the beauty of this, you see, while I was you physically, I am limited by space because I've come like a man. But when he come, he said that, that he may do what? Abide with you for three weeks. Excuse me, let's be, let's be honest. For two seconds, what does that mean? Go to the next verse. Even the spirit of the truth, whom the world, can, the world cannot receive it. If you are not a child of God, you cannot receive it. You cannot. He said, because they don't see him. Neither do they what? Know him. But what? Help me, but what? But what? But I know him. Say it boldly. I know him. You are sure you know him? Hey, what is his color? No, man. What is his height? 
No. No. What is his weight? What is his complexion? This is his model. His height is my height. His complexion is my complexion. Any other one is what? Counterfeit. Okay, you agree. He said, I know him. How do I know him? I know his address. Where is his address? Eh? Can we, can we cut you open? I'm not a medical doctor, so sister for me, do you have anything to cut anybody open here so that we can? So he means, he said, I know him, for he well, and he's in me. Hallelujah. So if somebody were to ask you, please, can you lead me to the Holy Spirit? It's not possible. Okay, where does the Holy Spirit reside? Eh? It's in me. Why is he in me? Go to verse 18. Because he has not left me what? Comfort. He said, he will teach you, he will guide you, he will direct you, he will teach you all things that he has said. So you can see that was why they needed to wait. He didn't tell them, did he tell them you will receive tongues? No. Why am I saying this? Because that is why some of you are afraid. There are, there are levels. If you study the book of Ezekiel, there's the ankle level, there's the knee level, there's the waist level, there's an overflow. It, was, it is when you come to the place of overflow, we'll begin to talk about that. But now you know why. You need to know. He said, he will tell you of things to do what? Things to come. You don't need to go from one prophet to another. You are carrying more than what? A prophet. You are carrying what the world does not know. It gives you an advantage because he will tell you things to come. Let me, because of time, I have almost five pages, so that's why I'm not going to my notes. Let's look at one scripture as we attend to round up. I say attempt to, to round up. First Corinthians chapter 2. I want to look at verse 9 downwards. He said, it is a settled thing. As it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard. Neither have you entered the heart of men, the things which God has prepared for them that do what? And I know you love God. So go ahead. He said, but God had done what? Reveal them. Without, if you understand Paul's prayer, that God will grant unto you the spirit of revelation. And understand it. So, but God had revealed them unto who? Unto who? By what? Pause. You remember what Jesus said? They that worship the Lord worship Him in what? In spirit. And if you don't have the spirit of God, you are just doing partial contact. That's why some of us are unstable. You pray today, tomorrow you can't pray. You pray next week, you can't pray. You pick the Bible, the Bible looks like a dry, dry gary without salt. And so you are struggling. You are struggling because the spirit is not there. Look at it. He said, for the spirit searcheth what? 
all things, yea, the deep things of God. What do you say? For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but what? The spirit of God. Now, we have done what? Receive not the spirit of the world. There's a spirit out there, the spirit of error, the spirit of disobedience. But you know that there's a spirit you are following. The, the role model who does not have the spirit of God that is your role model, you are following Satan, okay? But the spirit which is of who? God. Why? That we might know what? That are what? I told them in the first service, I said, before you begin to pay rent in your father's house, Or caretaker will begin to collect money or somebody who has been born in the house. I told them a story of a boy who is paying rent in his father's house. The tenant was there when he was born. His father maybe didn't document properly. And they gave back to him and the father passed on. And the tenant claimed to be in charge and began to pity the boy and was collecting rent from him. What is that? Ignorance. So many of us are paying rent in our father's house. So many of us are begging for what God has given to us. So many of us are struggling when God has given us the spirit of God. No. Say God forbid. That is how that's why we are struggling. We know why we are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Because we have seen some people do weird things and funny things with the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Holy Spirit. You know one of those things. Don't look at anybody. And just say, you know, because you don't know and you are not bold enough. That's why somebody can come and tell you, don't share the Lord on your behalf. And I ask the person, is it the God who is my father or another God you are talking about? Why would my father send you to me? If we live in the same house. Where will he send a stranger. To come and talk to me. If we are in the same house. And you want to receive. What the stranger. Is saying to you. The people who do that. Are bomo bomo. You know that too. If they enter your house. They want to give your child biscuit. And law. They don't do that to adults. Because you know. You know. And by reason of association, you understood um, what your father can do. I pray God will give us understanding. So he said, come back, come back. It's to reveal unto us the things that are freely given to us. He says, we things we also, not in words, which means wisdom, but that with the Holy Ghost does what? So the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Let me stop this far. That is what happened. That God fulfilled. And Jesus then tarry, tarry, tarry. Then on the day of Pentecost, God fulfilled his promise. And because he has fulfilled his promise, what are we supposed to do? Receive. Can somebody lift 
You saw her right hand say, I received the Spirit of God. You are not sure. If you receive the Spirit of the living God, let's stand and let's just worship the Lord. And let it begin to operate in your life today. Our time is fast spent. You have received the Spirit of the living God. Just worship Him. Open up yourself. It will do, allow him to do his work in you. When the spirit comes, it's like water being poured on a dry land. Your struggles will be terminated. The spirit is the healer, is the teacher, is the comforter, is the help. Oh, say, Lord, I receive the spirit. I receive the spirit of God. Just lift your hand to him and say, Lord, fill me afresh, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh, fill me afresh. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you afresh. We welcome you afresh. wine we are in his excess but be filled with the spirit let us pray that the lord will fill our chaplain this day with his spirit it's our prayer that the lord will fill us afresh let's pray for him that afresh today he will receive the holy spirit that he will be filled with the holy spirit the spirit of god for guidance for deep joy for power over every circumstance of life. For knowledge in the things of God. For knowledge in the fullness of God. And for the riches of God. Let's pray that that will be his portion as he guides and as he, the Holy Spirit guides him. As the Holy Spirit teaches him. He will not fail to do his duty in this place. Pray for yourself. That the Holy Spirit will fill you to pray for other people. That power is poured down upon every one of us this day. That power will give us more power to work for the Lord. That power will energize us. That power will sustain us. That power will cause us to increase on all sides. 
Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will not depart from us. But he will remain with us forever. As the Lord himself has said. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the spirit that sustains us. We thank you for this spirit that guides, this spirit that teaches. We thank you because you will help us to walk in your spirit in the name of Jesus. We pray for our chaplain, King of Glory, that you fill him afresh with the Holy Spirit, that the part will continue to serve you by the unction of the Holy Spirit will not depart from him in the name of Jesus. Thank you because your word for us will come to pass and we shall all continue to rejoice as the comforter, the counselor, the guide, and our strength remains with us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen.